Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Annie Corrigan, sitting in for Angela Mariani, inviting you to join me for the next hour as today's performers of medieval, renaissance, and baroque music bring to life music of the distant past. Coming up, we'll visit with Ensemble Musica Pacifica, a group of soloists that has been collaborating for over 20 years. We'll hear from founding members Judith Linsenberg and Elizabeth Blumenstock. Plus, we'll learn some history of the medieval and Renaissance harp and explore the music of Jesuit missions on a featured release by Sfera Antiqua called Mission Amazon Baroque. Let's take a quick look back in time. We spun the wheel, and it landed on 1445. On August 16, 1445, Margaret Stuart, Dauphin of France, died in a feverish fit. Margaret's marriage to Charles VII of France's son Louis, a mere vehicle for royal diplomacy, ushered in years of domestic displeasure. At court, Margaret suffered slander for suspected infidelity and received little affection from her young husband. Such sentiment, never mind an inflammation of the lungs, may have driven the Dauphin to her demise. At the time of her death, Margaret turned from those urging her to regain strength and survive. She cried rather, fie on life, speak no more of it to me. The year 1445 also ushered in one popular preacher and two prominent Renaissance composers. Johann Geiler von Kaisersberg was one of the most popular preachers of the 15th century. He was closely allied with the humanists of Strasbourg and spoke against ecclesiastical abuses, though not on the side of Luther. His sermons were widely known thanks to the same technological advances that forwarded the Reformation, namely the printing press. Alexander Agricola, a Franco-Flemish composer revered for his musical puzzles, is thought to have been born in Ghent in 1445. He pursued musical education and took up positions amid many of the most vibrant musical centers of his day, including Cambrai, joining the ranks of such renowned composers as Johannes Achigem and Jakob Obrecht, who had sung at the Cambrai Cathedral in years past and helped continue the legacy of Guillaume Dufay through approach and departure. Also at Combray and earlier Milan was Loise Compère. Like Agricola, Compère participated in the cathedral choir of Duke Galeazzo Maria Sforza. During the 1470s, this Milanese choir peaked in prestige and size, rivaling all others across continental Europe. Compère composed many sacred works and many more secular works. These were later disseminated and popularized at the innovative hand of Ottaviano Petrucci. This has been a glimpse back in time to the year 1445. I'm Annie Corrigan. You can find more about the people, events, and music from this era online on our blog section, along with early music t-shirts, totes, and books in our gift store. Find it all at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Thank you. 
Welcome to Harmonia. The harp is an instrument of ancient origin whose family members accumulated a wide array of labels and performed multiple roles. Of the many stained glass windows of Chartres Cathedral, one contains an image of King David holding what looks to be an upright harp with a gently curved frame. Images and accounts from different locales, such as a mosaic from the synagogue of Gaza, depict the mighty king playing upon what might better be called a lyre. Numerous other ambiguities reveal themselves as we look back on an instrument and its progress through time. Medieval Music for Harp, Ensemble Unicorn, directed by Michael Posh, performed an arrangement of Elas Moncur from the Codex Faenza. Jakob Senlech's La Harpe de Melodia, a rare and visually appealing piece from the 14th century Codex Chantilly, is notated in the shape of a harp. La Harpe de Melodia provides rare performance instructions calling for a harp to play its slow-moving tenor line. Some believe that this might be achieved by repeatedly plucking the strings and allowing their sound to ring. Mm-hmm. 
we heard the medieval ensemble of London perform La Harpe de Melodia from the Codex Chantilly. When the harp first made its appearance in 16th century Spanish sources, it was strongly linked with keyboard instruments that often played the same repertoire and performed similar functions. The first known piece specified for harp comes from an unpublished volume of Intabulations by Alonso Mudara. Mudara had intended the entirety of his work for organists and harpists. Players of either or both instruments could skillfully perform intricate glosses on prior composed music and approach more amorphous preludes with grace and nuance.
We heard Hesperian 20, directed by Jordi Saval, perform a Fantasia by Alonzo Mudara. Before that, the Harp Consort, directed by Andrew Lawrence King, performed Mudara's Tiento for Harp or Organ. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia. Emerging from a collaborative group of soloists in the San Francisco Bay Area, the ensemble Musica Pacifica has been wowing North American audiences for over 20 years with their spirited approach to Baroque music. Founding member Judith Linsenberg recalls that after having such fun in collaboration, what was in 1990 called the Bay Area Baroque Soloist decided to send in a bona fide demo tape for consideration at the San Francisco Early Music Society. They won a spot in the organization's yearly concert series, and from there, took off. At the same time, Judith secured an American Recorder Society grant to record her arrangements of Bach organ trios for recorder, violin, and continuo. This recording became Musica Pacifica's first. These days, the ensemble boasts a sizable discography, including repertoire of Telemann, Scarlatti, and others. A number of Musica Pacifica's recordings seem to highlight a meeting place between folk and classical Baroque music. Violinist Elizabeth Blumenstock, another original member, offers, quote, I think that perhaps folk music and classical Baroque music met on dance floors throughout Europe. Dance music is arguably folk music, however elegant and clever it might become to please upper classes eager to distance themselves from the hoi polloi, unquote. This knowledge helps inspire fresh and improvisatory approaches to well-known works by Antonio Vivaldi and Francesco Mancini.
Italian Baroque music performed by Musica Pacifica. We heard the first movement of Antonio Vivaldi's Concerto in F Major, La Tempesta di Mare. Before that, we heard the prelude from Vivaldi's Sonata in C Major, RV3, and the Fuga from Francesco Mancini's Sonata Number no. 19 in E Minor. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, publisher of Early Music America magazine, on the web at earlymusic.org. I'm Annie Corrigan. We continue our retrospective of Musica Pacifica with a look at their most recent CD, Dancing in the Isles. This recording highlights the musical cross-currents at play in Great Britain during the 17th and 18th centuries, 
Arrangements of English country dances, masks, and more attest to the richness of local traditions livened by exotic musical fashions from the European continent. For example, during the 18th century, when Scottish music was much in fashion, tunes either of genuine Scottish origin or written in the Scottish style were adapted into multi-movement solo sonatas and fitted into Italianate Baroque basso continuo. James Oswald's Sonata of Scots Tunes in D Major is one example of this. Elizabeth Blumenstock offers her opinion on what motivates this process of musical adaptation. Quote, "People are inveterate tinkerers, combining and recombining elements into new forms for their pleasure. Look at dog and flower breeding, for example. This is all about cultural evolution through artificial selection, a direct analog to what nature does mindlessly." Unquote. When asked about their latest recording, Elizabeth and Judith both pointed out how the simplest traditional tunes can inspire creative and lively arrangements, as well as moods expressing sincere joy and sorrow. Instruments heard on "Dancing in the Isles," a gutsy gamba, a droning violin, and a folksy whistle, help coax out the spirit of each piece. They may even inspire listeners to get up and dance.
Dancing in the Isles, Musica Pacifica performed two English country dances called Irish Lamentation and Jack's Maggot. Following that was a set of traditional Irish tunes, 
Kid on the Mountain, and The Mountain Rose, plus a fairy mask by Robert Johnson. You can read our entire interview with Musica Pacifica's Judith Linsenberg and Elizabeth Blumenstock on our website, where you can also find hundreds of archived episodes, playlists, and podcasts. HarmoniaEarlyMusic.org Our featured release this week takes us into the heart of the Amazon rainforest, bringing to life the intermingling of native and foreign music from centuries ago. Let's hear from Sphera Antiqua, a vibrant instrumental and vocal ensemble thoroughly immersed in the musical culture of its past and present. Thank you. 
heard Sfera Antiqua's performance of Folias from Bolivia. Sfera Antiqua was formed by violinist Javier Ilan and Pablo Gutierrez. Although originating in Spain, the ensemble's endeavors extended far beyond the peninsula, carrying strands of Spanish musical legacy to London, Amsterdam, and beyond. Sfera Antiqua's latest project explores Baroque music from Jesuit missions in the Amazon. The recording premieres 17th and 18th century works found in the archives of Mojo and Chiquitos in Bolivia. Musicians taking part in the project use jeruras, chononos, and other indigenous wind and percussion instruments, such as a wiro, crafted from a toucan's beak.
Baroque music from Jesuit missions in the Amazon. We heard from Sfera Antiqua's 2011 recording, Mission Amazon Baroque. Interested in expanding your own early music collection? Each week we review recordings new and old in the Harmonia Early Music podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Support for Harmonia is made possible in part by the Crystal DeHaan Family Foundation, serving organizations in central Indiana and recognizing the children and families of Crystal House International. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. We welcome your thoughts about any aspect of this program. You can leave a comment or question anytime by visiting harmoniaearlymusic.org and clicking on Contact. The writer for this edition of Harmonia is Laura Osterland. Thanks to our studio engineer, Mike Paskash, and our staff, David Wood, John Bailey, Anna Pranger, and Luann Johnson. Additional technical support comes from KTTZ at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Carrie Boyce is our executive producer, and I'm Annie Corrigan, sitting in for Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia. <laughs>